Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, guys, we're back from that quick break. And Nick, let's uh, let's jump into uh, some Pro Bowl stuff here. Uh, it, it just came out. The uh, Pro Bowl voting is now open. You can find that at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl. And uh, I'm looking here, Nick, at the players listed for the Broncos. Who would you maybe say or, or, or maybe some of the, the, the top choices that you think should make the Pro Bowl? I mean, obviously, I think Pat Sertan is number one, right? Like if you – had to ask me who should make the Pro Bowl for the Broncos. Pat Sertan is on the list. Who may be after him or um, other guys that, that you think could maybe, you know, be a Pro Bowl type player? Well, I mean, after him and, and looking at the roster, you don't really have that that many guys, even though the defense has played well collectively. But I would just say uh, Draymond Jones being one of those guys to kind of get uh, a couple of votes. I mean, he's performed uh, – admirably this year and, and I know coming into the season there, there were a lot of uh, individuals locally who were not high on Draymond Jones but it, but I, it's it's amazing what happens when you have someone next to you that's really pushing you but also takes a little bit of the stress uh, off of you I mean the acquisition of DJ Jones man I would say definitely that's helped out Draymond Jones game tremendously because now you have someone else who can pull the who can draw the double team give you that single and now you can do what the Broncos thought you were capable of doing when they when they drafted you so that would be one of the guys now the the next two guys you know I'm going to throw out there you know you may not feel this way but I'm going to base this based on how I've seen them seeing them play and that's Josie Jules and uh, Alex Singleton and even though neither one of these guys may not get the vote to uh, go to the Pro Bowl but I just look at the way that they've played uh, collectively Alexander, uh, Alex Singleton, that game, you go back to the Chargers game, 15 tackles. That dude was all over the field, and he is a hell of a special teams player. Now, Josie Jewell, not your fast guy, and he's not running down the field with some of your elite uh, speedy tight ends, but when it comes to stuffing the run, and, and, he, and, and all of that was on display on Sunday, I mean, he really helped the Broncos defense by holding down the middle on that second level and shutting down Derrick Henry. So those are the two guys, or three guys, or four, if you want to, one, two, three, four, that I think that uh, should be in the mix. But obviously the one guy that definitely will get in, without a doubt, no questions, hands down, is PS2. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough for some of these guys to get in. I think Draymond Jones has a legit shot. Um, I thought he was a, a, a name that that popped up. Um, you know, I think – um, you know, Justin Simmons typically is in this conversation, but since he's played uh, so little this season and has been hurt, uh, I think it's going to be tough for him to make it. Uh, I like the Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton picks. I mean, maybe they could be guys that, um, you know, are like on the, you know, you know, the reserve team or whatever. I, I doubt it just because, again, it's tough to get those those spots. Um, but 
you know, there's a lot of guys on defense you can make the case. Is there anybody on offense? Uh, I do I even dare ask that question. Um, is there anybody on offense that you would say, yeah, you pound the table for that guy to make the Pro Bowl? No, man. It, it, it's there's no one at this particular moment because you're asking yourself, well, who has uh, set themselves uh, apart from anyone else? Now, the only person that I would say that would have a chance, uh, it would be Jerry Judy. Uh, if he were were healthy and his numbers continue to escalate, but um, no man, right now that's not, and and that's kind of where we are from an offensive standpoint here with the Broncos team. If this if this offense was let's just say a twenty point team per game, maybe now you can say yes, a person here, a person there. We can't even look at the offensive line because that offensive line has been so beat beat up, maligned, and inconsistent that you can't even look there. And then you look at Russell based on the pressure, inconsistency with the passes, the play scheme. I mean, no. I mean, I would be shocked, right? I would be shocked if somehow someone from the Broncos offense uh, ended up uh, on the ballot and uh, got a certain amount of votes. And that would be only due because, you know, Broncos fans showed up and and they voted. But from a production standpoint, no, George, there's no one on offense that uh, has earned or deserves the right to actually be on that ballot. So it's most about uh, the Broncos defense. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because I was thinking, I want to say before the season, uh, you know, for the Denver Gazette, I did some like hot take preseason predictions. And one of them was, I I believe Javante Williams and Tim Patrick both make the pro bowl. And uh, obviously both are injured and out for the season. Uh, I thought both those guys were going to have big seasons. I think Javante would have been, one of those guys right there at maybe possibly making the pro bowl this year, if he had the season that I thought he was going to. So uh, unfortunate, they lose those two guys. Cortland Sutton has made a pro bowl in his past. He's not there this year. Like he, there's just too many guys at that receiver spot. They're going to get picked over him. And he also just doesn't have the numbers. Like he doesn't have the touchdown catches that he needs to have uh, to, to, you know, make a case to be in that, that situation. So I think that kind of speaks to, uh, the offense as a whole, Nick, is is how how poorly they've been. So, um, lastly, on the Pro Bowl stuff, what do you think of the way it's voted? Do you like the way the guys get selected for the Pro Bowl, or do you think there's a better way to do it? You also have the All Pro, which is why you know it's always ends up being different teams. Is like you get the All Pro, which is I believe it's media based, um, an AP, the Associated Press. I think there's also a, a Players All Pro, isn't there, where the players vote on who should be all pro and then you have the pro bowl which is pretty much fan driven is it not yeah it is uh as a person that's sitting in that room i don't like the process because usually uh what happens is uh it's kind of a sense of urgency trying to get to those votes because it takes place after guys are coming off the field and practice at least that's what it was when when i play and you know guys want to get out of there they, they've had a long day so it's like how quickly can we get through this process and just kind of take you through it? If you're sitting in the room, now you get a list of all the offensive players, right? You get a list of uh, their stats. So you know who has the most receptions, the most yards, uh, the most touchdowns. You know all of that. And usually how the defensive players vote, they say, okay, well, who has the most uh, touchdowns? Obviously, he has the most touchdowns. That means he's balling. So, yes, he should be there as well. But also – there's a strategy to it as well. So if there are a couple of players who are on that list who are on other teams, 
then you want to balance it out because you feel as though you want to get your guys on that uh, ballot too as well and you vote them into the Pro Bowl uh, because you have offensive guys on your team. So you have to make sure to balance things. Okay, well, we know who's who's the leader. Let's say Marvin Harrison is uh, the leader in touchdowns and receptions. So we don't want him to get in. We want Andre Johnson to get in. So we're going to vote for someone else lower on that list. So Andre's votes now start to elevate. And then you have the massive amount of uh, fan votes that are factored in as well. See, that's kind of like where the popularity comes in. So if you are a guy and you're not as popular, or people don't know your name uh, as much as other players, you may kind of get caught into the watch. And sometimes you see a guy make the Pro Bowl that may not be an all-pro, which to me doesn't make sense because if you are a Pro Bowl player, Shouldn't you be all pro two at the same time? So there's a lot of things that go into it. And I'll, and I'll end off with this. When it comes to defensive players, they just have your name. They put an asterisk by the guys who are starters. They don't put your stats. No, 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 no. So, so if someone on another team, they're not really quite familiar with you because they didn't play in your division and they didn't play against you. Now you go back to name recognition, right? And for me, like when I play, there, there was only so many guys who can get in. They only put three safeties in the Pro Bowl, right? So just think about this group of guys that I was in the midst of. You had Troy Palomalu, Ed Reed, John Lynch, right? Those, those, those were the safeties, and you can't get everyone in. So uh, some guys, sometimes guys get uh, bumped out, but it, it just kind of goes back to PS2. There are other corners in this league that have, more interceptions than he does. But I go back and use uh, uh, the Deion Sanders rule of thumb. Deion didn't have a lot of uh, interceptions one year or several years, and he would constantly get in. And that was because of his level of play. So I'm hoping that PS2 doesn't get overlooked because he doesn't have as many interceptions as maybe a Sauce Gardner. Yeah, and and that's what's going to go against him. But if anybody's watched him this season, they know he's – one of the best. I mean, teams literally are not throwing the ball his way. I mean, we saw that against the Titans. I think he only had maybe one target thrown his way uh, and he, he batted it down. Like the guy's just unbelievable. So, and I think people around the league know that I I would, I would hope that he would get in. I mean, he's clearly one of the best corners in the league, if not the best corner in the league. And um, Nick, I think he would be the first corner since Chris Harris jr to make the Pro Bowl in 2018. And I believe if he makes the All-Pro, he'd be the first corner to make All-Pro since Chris Harris, I want to say in 2016, 2015. Uh, So obviously it would be a a big uh, deal for him to make it. I think he would also maybe become one of the youngest Broncos ever to make a Pro Bowl uh, at 22 years old and only in his second season. So, I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Uh, So hopefully he gets in there. You know, again, you guys can go vote. Uh, on uh, NFL.com slash Pro Bowl. The Broncos just tweeted out the link as well. Uh, I'm sure they'll be posting it everywhere. Um, but uh, should be interesting to see what happens there. Nick, uh, I did want to dive into some offensive stuff. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about it, and we even just talked about it now. They don't even have one guy that we were like, yeah, he could make the Pro Bowl. <laughs> uh, how would you go about trying to fix this offense uh and i know we just mentioned that maybe they don't have the players but is there something that you would start doing to to help fix this offense to score more points 
Absolutely. And the first thing would be if I was George Payton or Walton Penn or family, I would uh, sit down Nathaniel Hackett and say, look, you know, you're a great guy. We, we like you. You're, you're fun to be around. But uh, obviously this game is about uh, production. It's a production-based business. So if you want to keep your job, here's what we would recommend. You have a guy on your staff who is uh, the, I guess, quarterback coach and passing game coordinator. Why don't you hand over play calling duties to that person? And that person is Clint Kubiak. And the reason I say this, not because I've known Clint for a long time, like when he was at Regis High School and I played for his dad. It's just the fact that this guy started out on the defensive side of the ball, kind of worked his way up. And he's, he's actually called plays before. In 2021, you know, he went from pass the game coordinator and quarterback coach to offensive coordinator because you remember before his dad was the OC and then his dad walked away from the game, I do believe, because of health issues. And the young Clint Kubiak was sit there to man the team. And now that quarterback coach has the best relationship with that quarterback, more so than the head coach and more so than the offensive coordinator, which is, you know, Nathaniel Hackett and Justin Allen, you choose who, which one of those individuals. But when you look at this, and I went back and took a look. So when Clint took over, and this is like Clint in his first year as OC in 2021, when you look at Kirk Cousins' numbers, he threw for more than 4,000 yards, had 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions, right? So that tells you, that he knows what he's doing even at a young age. But more importantly, this, this is the most important thing. He's been in this offense before. He's been around it. He's coached under his dad. So there's certain things that you can bring to the table that would change. And also, let me give you this, these numbers too as well. Now, when you look at Dalvin Cook in 2021, Dalvin Cook was over you know, um, 1,200 yards rushing. And he had uh, six touchdowns, and they threw the ball to him 34 times. So he knows what he's doing. If the Broncos want that change, once again, it's on your staff. Just, just be willing to relinquish the power to him. And guess what? It's not bad. It's not an indictment on you, Coach Hackett, because guess what? You hired him on your staff, and you were smart enough to say, hey, look, we have a guy on this roster that can possibly turn things around. I'm going to give it to him. And I'm going to step back and I'm going to assume the delegation as a head coach. To me, that's a win-win. Is it not, George? No, I 100% agree. I, I think Clint, if you're going to give up play calling, he's the guy to give it to, right? He, he, he did a really good job in Minnesota. You just mentioned some of the numbers. Uh, I didn't even know they were that good. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's one step. I mean, look, desperate times call for desperate measures, right, Nick? Nathaniel right. Hackett knows – his job is on the line these next eight games. You might as well try and do something different, right? Uh, now, right. I could also see his his mindset of, I'm going to go down with the ship. Uh, I'm going to try and fix this thing myself. But at some point, he needs to realize that's a bad idea. <laughs> like, it's clearly <laughs> not working, right, the way that you're doing it. Why not give someone else a chance? You can focus on the game management you know, continue to preach your message in the locker room. And that doesn't mean that you can't still have a say in what you guys are doing offensively. Obviously, he's going to have his hand in the cookie jar and what they're still doing, right? Uh, he's going to still be putting together the game plan. But I do think having someone like Clint Kubiak call the plays is not a bad idea. And I think it's also a weird situation, Nick, maybe because 
Justin Alton is is the quote unquote offensive coordinator. So you would technically are supposed to hand him off to the play calling, but he's never called plays before at an NFL level. Clint Kubiak has and has done it at a high level. It just makes too much sense to me. I I don't know, Nick. We have to take a break. I want to stay on this topic though, because uh, I want to I want to dive into it a little bit more. I also want to dive into some other numbers I have, uh, and then we will we will continue to talk about that. And also, Nick, some injury news that we got yesterday from Nathaniel Hackett.